This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas 80, That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. Well, I know tonight that Ryan Horvat didn't bet on the Wizards. No. Nope. Because he's got no money to bet because no it's earned 47 bets. Yeah, we got a lot this weekend. Player I have props, like sides, half totals. Of bet, and I thought I had a lot. And you're like, I got 48 bets. I was like, geez. Biggest, uh, biggest slate ever. We got some. We got some middles. We got some game of the years. We bet some LSU way, way earlier. We like Alabama. We love Alabama this weekend. So we'll see. We'll love, see how that goes. Love, love. Yeah, love, love. We're all, fading all in. Fading my own team. I think it's a good spot for Clemson. <laughs> I've seen this movie before for Notre Dame. I like Iowa State. And then we got a whole bunch in the NFL. I'm excited for this NFL slate too, Nick. It's going to uh, be a big one starting at uh, what 8:30 a.m. I'm going to have to wake up now on Sunday morning. 9:30, the Frank. Well, that's the what it starts. Game. You could wake up at 9:29 if you want to just turn on the TV. Uh, I'll probably have to get up early, take a look at some player props. Although I already know what I like in that one. I'll tell you later on. No, it's perfect. That's what it's we perfect. call tease in the business. Of course, Luke. if you're in the audience, it's in the, on the West Coast. That's 6:30 a.m. for you. So don't forget. Oh yeah, you're screwed. Well, and remember too, we do set our clocks back an hour. Saturday night. Oh yeah, thank you for that. So reminder. there you go. You get an extra. You get an extra. That's sleep. the extra. Yeah. Okay. So this is yeah. the good one that we want. Fall back, yeah. spring forward. That's how I always remember it. Although it gets darker uh, quicker. Yep. That's I don't like suck. that here in DC. Not a fan. Hey, not it. a fan. Uh, Pacers up fifty-eight forty-five on the Cavs. Knicks an early lead, eighteen sixteen over the Bucks in the in-season tournament. The uh, the Pacers court is still really blue. Bucks court. What Hate do you think it. of that? Good. See, that's reasonable. I like that one better. Yeah, I feel reasonable. like I'm watching a basketball game. That's you know what? I think that's what the goal is, right? We want to be sitting there actually watching a basketball. Yeah, this game. Indianapolis game makes me feel like I'm underwater watching aquaball. <laughs> aquaball. That's something I haven't heard in a while. Mm-hmm. Ryan Fowler jumps on with us. Comes on from Tuscaloosa. Uh, the game in Tuscaloosa. Heaven. Yeah, well, yeah. There. I was going to say. I was just thinking about that. I was looking at this because I was debating whether I wanted to jump right into it, and that's what that's what gave me the pause. And I said, you know what? Ryan, you may not expect me to ask about this. You probably think, hey, they're going to ask about LSU-Alabama and that game and the offense and the defense, and we will. But I want to know more what you think about Nick Saban finally finding out that that busted blood vessel in his eye is about yelling too much. Is that the most Nick Saban thing that we could ever have? It's just typical, right? I mean, he always has a message. And, you know, I heard it was pretty loud throughout the week when you look at Nick Saban on Monday and Tuesday. Didn't hear a lot about Wednesday, but yesterday, Thursday's practice. And then he walks in with that, you know, bubble on his eye. And he says, it's not from coughing, it's from yelling. That's typical Nick Saban. And and for anybody out there right now, if you're listening to this show and you doubt that Nick Saban, you know, there's any gas left in the tank and you're going, oh, he's getting old, he's, he's worn out. You've never been to practice because I promise you, they hear it all over campus. He is the loudest guy. When we were allowed to go to practice, uh, you would walk out there and you're going, my heavens, where does the energy come from? I have heard from people that know him who never, he, he never says, I'm tired. I don't feel well. 
Heck, I say that every hour. I'm tired. <laughs> and I'm, I mean, I don't feel well. And, and he doesn't – he's never done it. Like, they've never heard this. I mean, he's programmed to a different level. I can only dream to have that much energy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I still – I love him, and I can't wait for this game. I'm starting to come around a little bit on this Alabama team, you know, especially the offense with Jaden Milrow. Um who, again, you know, you kind of had to flip things over there. You make it a more run-heavy offense, but he could hit the deep ball. What are your thoughts right now on that offense? You know, the only issue I have has been the offensive line, giving up a lot of pressures. Milrow does hang on to the ball a little bit too long sometimes. But what do you think about the offense right now as they head into this big matchup with LSU? You know, it's a work in progress. I mean, I'll walk you back to August when we talked about this team is going to play smash-mouth football. They were going to be physical. You know, that wasn't just analysts like myself saying that. That was players talking about, hey, we're going yeah. to get back to joyless murder ball is what they call it in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> well, uh, they didn't do that. I mean, this team has not been able to perform at that level. And really what we thought, we thought was going to be a strength around this offensive line, it's more of a weakness than it is a strength. So you got to start there. They're still rotating a lot of guys. I feel like they've settled in right now with the five guys. It's taken a lot of time. But this offense is still a work in progress. Now, I do think that there's more. If Tommy Reese will call a game plan based on the strengths of his team, then they could make this thing work. But if not, you know, they could also look like a team that's just, you know, running on two wheels. So when you look at we thought they were going to use the tight ends. They really haven't done that. Wide receivers. You know, are okay, Jermaine Burton, but what Alabama's accustomed to with the guys like Jerry Judy and Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddell, there's not one of those on this football team. Running backs, I think they're just kind of average. They're not – they can be, but I don't think they get them enough touches. So, when you look at this offense, going up against LSU's defense, I've said it all week, if they don't find themselves in this game, then I look at Tommy Reese and go, this – Experiment with a young and up-and-coming offensive coordinator didn't work out. It, it didn't. It didn't go well for Alabama. This offense has not been what Alabama fans thought it would be. You've obviously been through the ebbs and flows of this season, and it felt like a lot of people were willing to write off Alabama pretty early this year. And given the offense and the issues, and kind of what you just talked about, I think it was fair to say there were at least a lot of question marks there. Do you look at this team now and say everybody wrote them off too soon? They've still got a chance to get into the college football playoff, even compared to some of the teams you've obviously seen in Tuscaloosa in the past? Well, I don't think it's, I don't think it's unfair for people to write Alabama off at the early part of the season because they look nothing like a championship caliber. And and unfortunately, Alabama's judged to a different standard, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. You're not looking and you're not saying, hey, you know, we want to look like the Mississippi State Bulldogs or, you know, a smaller team in the SEC, Alabama has to play up to a certain standard. It's like that A-plus student. They, they come in and they score a 92, and you're like, man, what happened? Why, why did you not – I mean, did you not study? And so Alabama's judged to a different standard. But listen, there's been a lot of frustration in Tuscaloosa when you think about this offense that we thought would be able to create some. It certainly starts with, you know, the offensive line. Milro has done some things that – you know, you're like, okay, run the ball, run the ball. Because if he can take a look at what Daniels is is there, okay, and you think about his mobility, that opens up that offense. And and something tells me that all we've heard, and I've preached it here for four hours, five days a week, LSU offense, LSU offense. Yeah. If this Alabama offense has any ounce of pride, 
they're going to come out and go, hey, hold on a minute, hold on. Now, we know we're playing the number one offense, but we're okay too. So I expect Alabama will have its best game. Plus, you're going up against one of the weakest defenses in the SEC. I think look at yards per play. They're like 108 in the country. They give up six yards per attempt. I mean, the LSU defense is bad. So if you don't have success against this group, uh, you're probably not going to find it anywhere else. Do you think the defense is going to be able to get consistent stops? You know, you look at it, and like you said, Jaden Daniels, right now I think he should actually be the Heisman favorite, even though they have the two losses. And you have Malik Neighbors, you have Brian Thomas. And Daniels right now leads the nation. He has almost a 70% completion rate on throws at least 15 yards down the field. But Alabama's fifth in the nation, you know, defending those type of throws down the field. They have a really good secondary. I love Kool-Aid McKinstry. Do you think they're going to be able to get consistent stops in this game to shut down that offense just enough to win the ball game? Well, you know, Nick Saban's kryptonite has always been mobile quarterback. Yep. I mean, you could go back and you can, you know, you just go through the list. Uh, and sometimes they make quarterbacks play, you know, well above their head. So, but also keep in mind, with Daniels last year, it was not the pass that got it. Because when you look at beating Alabama, it was 180-something yards passing. And when, when you back up a couple of minutes, it was about the mobility. It was about 11 carries. I think he had 95 yards rushing. So you've got to be able to stop that. If you don't stop that, then, then he's going to have a field day. But this Alabama defense is different under Kevin Steele. It plays different. The confidence is level. If you'll watch the communication, there is no, like, looking across right before the ball was snapped last year. They used to look and be like, they were confused, like, hold on, what, what do we do? What do we do? There really hasn't been a lot of that other than just a little bit in the fourth quarter against Texas back in September. We haven't seen that. Kevin Steele has come in. He's fixed the defense. Yeah, it's Nick Saban's defense, but he has to call it. This is the difference between Kevin Steele and Pete Golding from last year. Yep. It just seems like it's a much more competent unit. And I think they'll find some game plans. Listen, uh, coming out of the second half in that third quarter has been the best, best performance for both offense and defense. They've been a little sluggish. So if you're looking for a little line, uh, Alabama didn't play very good in that first quarter. They have it all season. I don't expect anything different tomorrow, but if you try to bury, let's say you give LSU a few extra possessions in the first half, I don't know if you're going to be able to run them down like you've been able to do other teams uh, that have you know played Alabama this year. Talking to Ryan Fowler, BetMGM tonight. Are right, we asked our last guest the last hour of this. I'm going to ask you the same question. LSU offense, Alabama defense, who do you give the advantage to? Ooh. Well, offense certainly, you know, I used to say championships, you know, defense wins championships like everybody else. But in this current rule system, they're going to win some. I mean, you know, if you think Alabama is going to, you know, stop them to, you know, 17, 21, 24, you're crazy. I I just, I'm not buying it. I try to convince Alabama fans all week. Listen, uh, a win would be 28 points. If you could slow them down to about 28 points, I think that'd be a win because just the rules are based on, you know, letting the offense have production. So, to me, I think Alabama's going to win some. I don't think LSU's going to hit their average because as much as we talk about Alabama, Alabama's defense has not played an offense like this. You could flip the script, and you could say LSU's offense has not played a defense like Alabama. Alabama's going to be physical. They're going to punch you in the mouth. They're going to bring pressure all different type of ways. You know, as Kevin Steele loves to blitz, he loves to you know be exotic with those blitz packages. Alabama's defense is, is a legit championship-caliber defense. I think they're going to win some and lose some, but I don't think LSU's going to hit their average of where they've been. And really, if you look at LSU, they've lost to Florida State. They lost to Ole Miss. 
really, if you think about the win that they're going to hang their hat on, what is it? Missouri on the road? Maybe. I, but really, if you look at the quality of schedule that they've won the six games, you, you not Auburn, not Grambling. I mean, you, you start going through the schedule and you're like, okay, where's the win? You lost Ole Miss, you lost Florida State. You beat the Missouri Tigers on the road. That's where you're hanging your hat on if you're an LSU Bengal Tiger. Yeah, and I mean, the defense, even with all those five stars, even with a guy like Perkins, like you saw that week one against Florida State. Uh, Brian Kelly, like what are you doing dropping him back in coverage? He's a pass rusher. Have him rush the passer. I've been disappointed with LSU, and as a Notre Dame fan, I could tell you, Brian Kelly, this is one of the games I, I don't like Brian Kelly in. I like him in certain matchups. I'm going to give the advantage to the GOAT, Nick Saban. So, Ryan, <laughs> what I want to talk to you about, I've been trying to tell anybody that will listen, I think Alabama's live to win the national title. and You're never going to get a price 14-1, to 1, I don't think, with the Crimson Tide ever again, at least until Nick Saban retires or leaves or whatever. So you have LSU. Um, first, actually, before I get to this question, give us a prediction. Who do you like in the game coming up tomorrow? I like Alabama 34 to 30, so it's going to be close. So you got to look at the spread and yeah. you go, okay, Bama minus the points. You, you, you know, you're going to be close. I like think it's going to be a fourth quarter game. Uh, but if you're, I, I think I know where the next question is going to go, and I'm going to tell you the same thing I told my wife. Yep. You're going to ask me about a national title, okay? My I'm gonna, wife. Well, I'm going to ask you because I don't have a lot of faith in Kentucky, Chattanooga, <laughs> or Auburn knocking off Alabama. So before we even get so, to the national title of the playoff, can they beat Georgia on a neutral? I think they can. Ooh. I really do. I, I think this Alabama team has grown up. Tomorrow is going to be the big test, okay? Yeah. My wife is sitting here because <laughs> if you cover Alabama, you never have a chance to enjoy any type of Christmas festivities. Yep. You're always traveling to a, uh, a neutral site bowl game. <laughs> She's wanting to book this big cruise for Christmas, okay? And I've told her because every time this team starts struggling, they pull out a win. They go, okay, well, hold on. I'm like, we can't do anything until they completely lose and they're out of it. I told her, she said, can, can we book the cruise? I said, no, no, you've got to wait through the LSU game because this is going to be the game. If they get through this, to me, this may be the biggest challenge for Alabama offensively, and you're going to find it. Listen, Georgia's on another level, but something tells me there's a hiccup somewhere. You know, we didn't think Georgia would play with Alabama a couple of years ago. Alabama beat them in Atlanta, uh, and they earned the right end. This Alabama team has grown up, and we've watched them. I think their best football is ahead of them. I, I do. I, I've watched this. And if Nick Saban gets this team to Atlanta, don't forget about winning it. I think it will be his personal best coaching job because he's righted the, you know, the storm. And, and when he thought this team needed to be pushed, he pushed them. When he thought this team needed to back off, he backed off. I mean, he, he's really good on the psychological side. And I've watched him navigate this season. It will be his best coaching job if he's able to get this team to Atlanta. Ryan Fowler, host of The Game with Ryan Fowler, Tuscaloosa's longest-running sports talk show. Appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on with us. Great stuff. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. You guys have a great evening. Thank uh, you. you. Too. Roll Damn Tide. Man, let me tell you That's something. That's awesome. A little on-air producing. Clip that last um, stuff, that, that last answer, because that was the good stuff right there. I'm in complete agreement. I mm -hmm. think Alabama guys, I think that they're going to run the table. They're going to win the national championship. Oh my God. And this would be Nick Saban's <laughs> best coaching job. Tommy Reese yeah. got hired really late. They had to completely flip the offense. Dude, Tyler Buckner started a game for Alabama. Ugh. Tyler Buckner. Didn't last long, though. I can tell you one thing. He sucks. Tyler Suckner. Hashtag analysis Thank right you. there. Yeah. We start our look at the rest of week nine in the NFL next. Bet MGM tonight.
We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to BetMGM to place a better three. This is BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL.